you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The playoffs are here. Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my guys, Raheem Palmer, professional better, Brandon Anderson, NBA futures analyst. This is your NBA playoffs pre-first round, pre-play-in futures breakdown. So here's what we're doing this week on Buckets, for those of you that listen. Uh, On this episode for Monday, we're going to break down a futures perspective. This is like the broad thing. We're not doing series prices. We're not doing game prices for the play-in. We're breaking those down later. This is about, like, let's look at the whole board and find where the value is. Is. And we'll talk about whether we're going to bet it or if we want to bet it series by series to get you an indication on that. On Tuesday and Wednesday, you will have breakdowns of the play-in tournament games. We'll go in detail on those games, workshop style. We'll get you prop sides, totals, everything you need to know about those games. On Wednesday night and Thursday night, you will have conference first round series previews. We'll do the East on Wednesday and the West on Thursday. You will have complete breakdowns of the series that are available to us. We will not have the one eighth until Friday. We'll talk about those on Friday as kind of like a breakdown. We'll look at the, those final play in games and we'll give you an idea of how to bet those one eights in both scenarios. Lots of stuff coming for you on action network and the action network app. Download that sucker today. All right, let's just go ahead and start here. Let's start in the Eastern conference fellas. My big takeaway from what happened on Sunday as the Boston Celtics secure the number two seed via fifth tiebreaker. That was fun for me to have to figure out in my head. Uh, over the Milwaukee Bucks, who are in three, and then the Philadelphia 76ers slide into the four spot. My takeaway from this, swear to God, I Raheem, you're going to have to talk me out of this. I think I'm going to be betting Sixers here. I think I'm betting some Sixers futures. The Philadelphia 76ers, right now at DraftKings, are plus 450 to win the Eastern Conference. I will probably be looking at finals matchups with Sixers and, oh, I don't know. Let's just take mm, the Suns. If we put those two together, we get the 10 to 1. You know I like those those finals matchup ones. We can talk about the Toronto series when the time comes, but we can't kind of deny that the Sixers wound up getting a weaker first-round opponent than potentially the Nets. They don't have to play the Bucs. It would have been nice to face the, the, the Bulls for sure. And then if you're going to face somebody between Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Miami, 
you want Miami. That's just like objectively true. If I look at this, I think the best value right now is somebody out of the one, four, five combo. Wow. Um, so basically your turnaround on the Sixers in terms of you seeing value is based on their matchups and the fact that they don't have to face the Bucks in round two or the Celtics in round two. That's basically where you're at. My feelings will change if the Nets lose the first playing game to the Cavs. At that point, I'm going to be like, yikes, right? Because I don't want Sixers Nets in round two. That's not a thing I want. I have trepidation about Miami here. I've been spouting this stat for months. Bam Adebayo is seven and three now, straight up in his career versus Joel Embiid. But when I look at these matchups, you have two wildly inconsistent offenses in the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are 25th in half-court offense. 25th! Yeah. Their bloggers talk constantly about how they can't shoot. Like, even if the Sixers Sixer the hell out of this, they still might win in seven. I think the series goes long because the Raptors will never die. But if I look at the whole board here at four and a half to one, it's basically, it's, it's just like, all I want to do is get into the conference final and then I can hedge or, hedge or add, right? I can figure that out based on what yeah. the matchup is. But if, if, if the Nets win on Tuesday, we got Brooklyn with KD, the Bucks with Giannis, and the Celtics with Tatum and all those dudes, and they're all on the other side of the bracket. And the Sixers got to go through Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Compared to the other side, I have to think there's value on the Sixers here. I understand it, but I just think you're looking at it from a view of the Stars' view as opposed to this is a team game. Like the Sixers still have to go through Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, and OG Ananobi without one of their best wing defenders for half the series. And I know we don't want to go too far in, into the series, but – and then you still have Glenn, and then you still have the way that James Harden is playing. And, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys read my piece on the Sixers. James Harden, like, he's yeah, he's struggling right now. So – It's bad. bad. Yeah, I understand. I think you make a great point, but I just – I just – I can't do it. So, yeah, I think here's the thing I've kind of gotten to with the Sixers, even with Harden's struggles, is I, I look at it and I kind of go – Okay, so Harden's not playing great, and maybe Harden's washed. Tyrese Maxey's not. Like, Tyrese is legitimately good. And what I think about a lot is how teams are going to defend them. And teams are still going to defend Harden like he's Harden. You can't just, like, leave him alone and dare him to shoot. That's not what you can do. So he's still going to be able to create offense, I think, for others. Um, Tybal, for sure, in the games in Toronto, which there's a maximum of three, it's a problem. Honestly, Fred Van Vliet doesn't do a lot on ball. Like, who who is it that you need Tybal for in this matchup? Like, yeah, FEV is gonna gonna FEV is gonna get offensive rebound three point attempts. That's that's where he kills you. Is that's like, oh, you got to stop on the Raptors. Oh no, you didn't get the board. Up oh, there's Fred Van Vliet open, and that's a three. I don't need Tybal to hound Fred Van Vliet for mm. for thirty five minutes. I just need him to. I just need him to be able to hang. Uh, Brandon, we talked about this a little bit on Friday about how, like, I was probably going to start leaning towards Sixers if they wound up in the four spot. When you look at the whole board, uh, you can either respond to my Sixers point or you can go in a different direction. I will, I will give you the wheel to direct this. I'm going to do both. First of all, Sixers, 
with with Thibel, I think it's more you want him out there as like the free safety. It's not that there's a one man matchup that you need him for. You just want him out creating chaos and turnovers. And so there there is that. He'll he'll be a mess. The Sixers rating with Harden and Thibel on versus Harden and Thibel off is a huge, huge difference. Here's my argument against the Sixers future. I I mean, I'm out on the Sixers. I don't want to bet it. That's not the argument. The argument is this. I don't think you're getting a good price because you're going to get to next round and you're going to be an underdog on the road to Miami. Miami's going to be the favorite because they got the home court. You're going to get to the Eastern finals and be a probably serious underdog. You're probably on the road again against Boston or against Milwaukee, or you're playing, playing Brooklyn, which you don't want. And we know Brooklyn will be favored anyway, home or away. And we also probably without getting into the series too much, you might get a better shot to bet the Sixers at a shorter price, even in this series against Toronto at 1-1 or 2-2 or something like that. So even if you do like the Sixers, I don't. If you want to bet them, why not just bet the series and then roll it over roll it and over. keep playing it? Because that way, too, you take the injury thing out of the question. You don't have to worry about like, uh-oh, well, we're going to advance out of the second round, but Harden's hamstring went again or something. So what do you think about the rollover angle instead? I think you get a better price there. Yeah. I mean, probably right. Like they're going to be they're. I don't know how they're going to cap that heat series though. I think it's a question. Yeah. Yeah. That is That's really fair. interesting because okay, they're probably getting upgraded because of the hardened thing. Right. Like I would imagine the power rating has them even or six or slightly better home court's going to factor, but I don't know how much. Right. Yeah. But do, do you think though the heat get the first two games at home, so even if you don't get the right matchup or the right price that you like, Heat win game one at home. Now you're going to certainly get a price that you feel pretty good about. I, I just, I feel like yeah. if you if you want to bet the Sixers and you like the path and you like how they're shaping up, I feel like you can situationally bet them and be in a much better spot without unnecessary risk than just playing the future. It, it just, it feels like a team with all the questions we've seen on Embiid and Harden and their health and their playoff history to bet on 12 wins right now seems unnecessary. So that, that's what I think about them. To me, my, my case on the East bracket is I think that everything's coming up bucks. This is the perfect, perfect outcome to me for Milwaukee. Here's what happened. Number one, they got a buy in the first round. I love <laughs> you hometown Chicago Bulls. It's not happening. We'll get, we'll come back to it this week. I know we're all looking at the sweet price already. So they're going to be move, moving on. That's the matchup you want in the first round. It's safe. You're fine. Round two, you're going to face the Celtics or probably the Nets. That would be ideal. To me, if you're the Bucks, the two teams you, I don't think you're worried about anyone. The two teams you least want to face, I think, are the Celtics and the Nets. And now, you're guaranteeing one of them knocks the other one out. And you get to play them right after that while you're probably rested for like a week and they're coming off a grueling six or seven game series. That's a big rest schedule advantage spot for you. And then you get to the Eastern finals. You're the favorite there. I think it's a great spot for, for the way that Milwaukee basically punted on the season for the most part and just kind of like kept it in the third and fourth year the whole way. I don't know. You could really draw this up much better for the defending champs. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I like the bucks from the beginning. Like I was betting them when they were middling in the beginning of the season. Right. Like I've continuously, like I have a bunch of bucks sons uh, mm-hmm. futures that I, I need to kind of 
factor in. I want to, I'll be, you know, we're going to be playing the Bucks versus the, the Bulls for sure. Look, as confident and as much as I've trashed the Nets all year, I am a little bit nervous about Celtics Nets potentially being the, the path for the Bucks, right? It's going to be really wild if the Nets win the playing game, beat Boston, and then an eight seed play in team or a seven seed play in team is the favorite in round two versus the defending champions. Like that's gonna be wild, but it's also kind of possible. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time. I think here, here's one thing. And I know that the Raw's on this. I'm a little bit worried about the defense. It's just, I want to believe like, you know what? They're just coasting. They're going to lock in when the playoffs come. They'll be ready. They've been good in so many big games, but God, they have given up a ton of threes. Just like every game, they're giving up a ton of threes. And some of that concerns me. So I, I don't know that at this price, I love it. Here's a crazy one. This is kind of crazy. Uh, so I'm looking over at BetMGM, and they've got stage of elimination bets up. Bucks lose. So here's a fun one. Bucks to win the title. The, I'm sorry. Bucks to win the Eastern Conference title is plus 240. Bucks to lose in the, in the NBA finals is plus 600. So, yeah, yeah. So you can get there and then probably hedge the other way on it, given that you'll the Bucks will be favored in, I think, most matchups. Like, honestly, if it's Bucks suns I don't know who they're going to put as a favorite. I really don't. And they're, and they're favored against anyone else, surely, yeah, right? and they're favored versus anybody else. Yeah. Right. It seems like the Suns would be, like, minus 120. They got the home court. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Right, That's and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. even at that price, I've still got a good hedge option there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of look at like those kind of options. Sixers, if we just want to say like losing the conference finals, that's plus 300. That's basically, but I guess the question is, can I just roll over these two series and, and make more? I have to do the math on that to figure out like, can I roll over the Raptor series and then what they'll be versus the Heat? And we'll kind of see. Um, Rod, do you have an Eastern Conference play you want to talk about quick? I like the Celtics. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And, okay. I mean, I know we're, we're talking about the Nets, but this is still a team that just can't get stops when it matters. And look, that's concerning to me. Like, they, they pretty much need 60, 70, 80 points from Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in order to beat anybody. You know, you have a, a Knicks team, which is basically playing for nothing, and you need a 25-point comeback to beat them. So – I think that the Celtics are rightfully going to be favored in that series. And to me, I, I think the Celtics are the best team in the Eastern conference. I, I know it sounds crazy. Everybody loves the bucks. I think the bucks just have the best player, but as far as like the best overall team right now, to me, I think it's the, it's the Celtics. So one of the things I want to do is that obviously I think you, you mentioned it earlier is that you can put these conference teams together. I'm looking at the Celtics and the Suns. I mean, you put those together, you you get plus 1,000. And then I also want to do the Celtics and the Warriors. I yeah. know I've been talking crazy about the Warriors all year long, but you, you can see get the it. War- you see, I know you, you see it, yeah. don't you? you yeah, see it's it. like you can get the Warriors at plus 425 to win the West. And right now, Clay is starting to emerge. Jordan Poole looks really good. You get a healthy Steph Curry back and you're in a really, really good position. And look, I I know I've been talking about the Grizzlies all year long and how they're live against the Warriors, but the things that they do, scoring in transition, all of those things can be negated in a playoff series. And look, I mean, 
The only team in the West that can beat the Suns is the Warriors. So if at plus 425, I like it. So, I mean, I, I want to combine. I, I think this, to me, I think the West is between the Suns and the Warriors. So I'm going to combine the, the Celtics with both of those teams. And then, you know, I think you get the, the if you combine the Celtics with the Warriors, I think you get it at plus 2600. You do it with the with, with the Suns, you get it at plus 1000. So further. I like those. Go further. Celtics to beat the Warriors is plus 6,600 at BetMGM. 66 to 1 on Celtics to beat the Warriors. I, I want to push back on the Celtics love a little bit. Go for it. I, I think that this is really, we just said, I think this is about the best bracket you could drop for the Bucks. I think this maybe is the worst bracket you could drop for the Celtics. I think they really backed themselves in an unfortunate corner here by refusing to tank a game and, and falling into the two seed. Assuming, of course, that the Nets get the seventh seed. Obviously, if they don't, then that changes things drastically. But the Celtics winning the title right now looks like beating the Nets in a series, and then the Bucks, and then the Heat or the Sixers, and then the Suns or the Warriors. Like, and by the way, they don't have Robert Williams right now, and they're going to face their two maybe toughest series without Robert Williams out of the gates. Like. Even at least if you have to face the Nets and the Bucks, you'd hope that you could put them off later and get get Time Lord back. Maybe start out with Miami or Philly if you're going to have to face them anyway. So I, I just, I don't dislike the Celtics. I agree. They've been really good. They, I think they've won, I think 28 out of 35, something like that. Like it's It's been great. They're a great team, but it's hard to buy a future when that is a really hard path to pull off. But here's the thing: if, if they're if they're a no bet for you, the Bucks have to be too, right? How so? Because if the whole thing here is the path is too tough, that's my that like that's my whole reasoning with the Sixers is that the Nets, Bucks, Celtics. I think you can make a very very strong argument. Those are the three best teams in the East and three of the five best teams in the league. And if they all have to go, if they have to go through each other then I don't know that there's value there. Like, yeah, I have a hard time. Like, I just don't know if I want to bet on anybody out of that bracket. <laughs> like, yeah, I might, I might bet the bucks to beat the nets out of like sheer stubbornness uh, about how I feel about their front court. You know, I am worried about the net Celtics thing because everyone kind of goes back to like, you know, Boston beat him in that Sunday game. And I'm like, Jason Tatum went absolutely thermonuclear and they barely got by him. Like, yeah, barely got by him. And that was with Robert Williams, probably not going to be available for this first round series. But, but I will say this though, uh, Brandon, I think we can both agree. If the Nets lose on Tuesday, that changes the whole equation. Totally changes that. Cause the, yeah. the whole thing is that, that you're facing the Nets first rather than facing the Cavs. That is a slight different swing. Who do we think is favored in, in, in Bucks Celtics second round? If that's the case. The, the Bucks are favorite. Yeah, the Bucks are favorite for sure. How much? I think somewhat comfortably. I mean, I think that they should be yeah. a clear favorite. The Bucks sure. love the Celtics team, Brandon. Like the uh, Moss- I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you. That that's really close. I forgot Boston's take, at home. I had it upside down. And like they'll take, like if they put the Celtics as dogs, they are gonna get a lot of Celtics money. I feel like. I feel like but the Celtics if, are gonna be a public team. If Boston does play Brooklyn. Don't we agree that the way that the way that the Boston and Milwaukee potential series would start 
is two days after Boston finally got rid of Brooklyn while Milwaukee's been sitting at home watching TV for like six days. Yeah, but I don't, I don't love those spots either. I just, I, me personally, I don't, I don't yeah. go into the like the, oh, they, they got to rest all this time. And I just, I don't know. I'm a time. Actually, I do go into that. And like, I wrote it, like when I first started the action, I actually wrote an article on this. Um, and it's, it's played itself out so many times. And it's one of the reasons why I actually like Miami in the series against the Celtics. But Teams that win game seven are 32 and 48. That's 40% straight up in game one of the following series. Also, teams that win game seven are 33 and 46. That's 41% in the following series. So you look at those teams that have to play those seven game series, they're kind of giving away one game historically over the next series. We also have one game can swing things. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's something I like to handicap in the NBA playoffs. Before we hit the, the West, if the Nets win the seven, do we, I mean, this is what's kind of wild. Do we agree the Nets odds will be longer if they get the seven versus the eight? Yeah. It, okay. If the playoff bracket is settled and the Nets are in, Brooklyn is way better off being the eight seed and will have a shorter number as the eight seed. Like that's a much better path for Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Nets are plus three twenty. God, we just can't get a price on them. <laughs> There's just we, no price on them. We just can't get a price on them. It's plus three twenty. Yeah. They'll move. They'll move to like what two seventy five if they win the play in. Yeah. Well, just- while we're here, because I know that we're going to talk about this like a thousand times in the next two months. Instead of betting the Bucks plus five fifty to win the title, let's just say right now, Giannis Honest. Finals MVP at BetMGM seven to one. Yeah. The Bucks yeah. aren't winning the finals without Giannis winning Finals MVP. This is not true for all the other people, but is it true for Kevin Durant and the Nets? Is that a way yes. to maybe game yeah. the Nets a little bit? I think it's true for the Nets. The, I already bet. Durant, I already bet. I already bet Katie. Yeah. yeah. So, so at some point, if you want to bet the title odds, who, what teams would we say that's true for who, who besides Giannis and Durant, is, Giannis, Durant, Tatum, MB, Curry, because Curry is going to get it. They're not giving it to Jordan Poole or Draymond Green. Should they win a title? No, 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 no. It might be Clay though. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got we got to look at the history of that award with the war. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, well, uh, well, Giannis, Durant, Tatum, and B. You think Harden has has no shot? Is no shot. I think Harden has a shot. I would not. I think Harden's a shot. I, would, I, don't I think, think I, I honestly, I, think I could see, I could see a series where, like, I, I'm not even kidding. I see a series where a team sell out on Embiid and Tyrese Maxey goes like thermonuclear. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, obviously Jokic, but you know, he's not gonna get there. <laughs> Luca. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I mean, after the calf injury, he's not getting there. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later this week. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler. No, it could be Lowry. It could be Bam. It could be, it could be Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It could be Tyler. Yeah. It could be Tyler. So I think just Giannis. Booker. I, well, no, I don't. Booker's the favorite. Yeah. He so. is the favorite, but I'm just, we're, we're trying to say like, which guys should you definitely bet like, instead of title yeah. odds? Like that's a better price. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the Western just, Conference uh, yeah. quickly here. So <laughs> I think a less interesting board. Um, the calf injury is going to be huge. I still like if the Maverick, if the Mavericks had gotten the three seed, I would be hammering them tonight, but they didn't. Yeah. To me, the best value on the board, if we look at the entire thing, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It might be the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, look. Uh, I've already got Golden State futures, so I'm good there. So I, I say that with a caveat that, like, I bet the Golden State in preseason. Like, when the books first drop the number, I bet the Warriors. So I am I have a privileged position here. But, but, 
Steph's ankle still a question mark. The offense still shaky. They've been inconsistent. They're getting a Nuggets team, I think, that matches up well with them, but I think that they're going to beat. You've got Chris Paul's potential injury. You've got with just like his annual stuff. You've got uh, Luca banged up with a calf injury. You've got a Jazz team that looks real shaky. I understand like the obvious thing we look at this entire board and go, wait, we got the Jazz imploding with Luca versus a with a bad calf and the Sun. That's the Suns' path. I get it. The Suns are obviously a good play. Like, I'll just start there. The Suns are obviously a good play. They're not favored. Until they're a minus, I think the Suns are a good play. They just, we can't deny, like, they made the finals last year. They're better this year. They've killed everyone. The Suns have to be a good play. If you're looking for a longer number. Wait, but I got to interrupt you, though, because on the very last podcast we recorded, I asked you Suns versus the field. The Suns are plus 105 right now. So it's basically even odds, Suns versus the field. You took the field. So if the field is the better play, then how are the Suns a good play at the number they're at? I, that, the that's why I think it's fascinating about these playoffs is I think, honestly, like, I think it's open. Yeah. Like, I think it's I mean, open. I, I think the Suns clearly, clearly have to be the favorite. I don't think that they're a good play at the number they're at, though. It's just, you, it's not a price that you can play at plus 105. Well, I'll say this. If you're, no, if you're playing Suns, you got to play them to win the title. Like, yeah, you got to play them to win the title. And I get that your thing is you're like, well, I think the Bucks will win. And I think the Bucks will be favored. And so you're losing a little bit of value on that. I, I get it. But if you're like super confident, like you are in Bucks and you're super confident in Suns, this is a very Brandon position to take the defending champion and the best team and be like, this is where I think the value is. Um, but you, this is what's weird though. You don't, you like the long shots, but I can't get you on these finals matchup bets. Just take the Suns and Bucks to win the, like the finals matchup. I don't, I don't, I've never understood the finals matchup thing because I, I'm now parlaying two teams to stay healthy and win 12 games each. Why do I want to have to put both of those things together? I I don't, that's, there's so much, every playoff, so many things go weird and wonky and guys get hurt. I mean, we saw the Warriors and the Cavs make four finals in a row. (laughs) I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get to the final four and then I'm going to hedge and I'm willing to take, like, this is part of it. I'm willing to take a not like, this is the difference. I don't want the monster payout. I want a monster payout. I can hedge. Like that's where I'm, that's, that's how I approach it because I'm always looking at it. Like, I think this is what's going to happen, but sometimes Fred Van Vliet shoots 68 fucking effective field goal percentage and I get screwed. So we are. I, I want, I want, <laughs> I want the hedge. Right. So that's my whole thing. And it's tough to hedge it both ways. I get that, but there are, I did it last year. There was a lot of chances for me to basically Brown Robin the alternatives. And that's how I wound up like, banking in the Western in the, in the, in the finals was betting the conference finals like that. Um, so to me, I just think that if you, if you think that all these teams are about even, then I agree, you shouldn't do it. But if you, but like my sense from you is that you're like, I think this, the sun should be heavily, but you also said like, you don't think that the number's good. So maybe not, maybe, maybe you still think that the warriors are the best play. I, I think whoever comes out of warriors Grizzlies is a really good play. Like if you, if you're listening to this pod and you're trying to figure out who to bet, do we agree that that's maybe what you should do is who do you think wins between Warriors and Grizzlies? I do think that there's a good chance that the war, that the Grizzlies are going to be like huge dogs. So you can just roll them out. Not huge dogs versus the, the Warriors. And there may be a chance there. I like the matchup for the Grizzlies. Like this mm. is my problem is I'm a little bit worried about the Clippers thing. I'm a little bit worried about the Wolves. Like I'm worried about that two seven matchup with Memphis. I am. I'm worried about it. But if they get past that, I'm not honestly like, man, they match up really well with Golden State. And they match up really well with Denver if Denver were to somehow pull the upset. And then you got Memphis in the conference finals and they're like fearless and no pressure 
could absolutely breeze and you've got him at a big number. That's, that's kind of where I get to Raheem. Yeah. And come on now all year long, you've been on Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Grizzlies. Come on. It's, it's time. It's time you know to what? put the money down. It, it is time. I'm, I'm at the point now where it's just like, I know I said, I like the number with the Warriors at plus 425, but this is a, this is a matchup the Grizzlies can handle. And like, that 3-6 matchup between the Warriors and the Nuggets, that's a tough series. Like, because Jokic might legitimately be the best player in the series. Yeah. And, like, we could be talking about a huge – we could be talking about an upset for that. Yeah, but, like, here's a problem, though. Jokic may be the best player in the series. Number two is Steph Curry. Number three is Draymond Green. Number four is Klay Thompson. Number five is Jordan Poole. Number six is – Yeah. Number six is Aaron Gordon. Number six is Aaron Gordon. Number seven is Andrew Wiggins. Number eight is Gary Payton Jr. Or the second. Number nine. We just rated Andrew. First time all-star Andrew Wiggins. One spot above rotation exile Gary Payton. Yep. Congrats, Wiggins. Uh, By the way, number nine. Nicole Jokic is the best player in the series. Let's just say that the dude just broke all the formulas for the year. We can accept that he can be the best player in the series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Here's my question on the Warriors. So I'm seeing at BetMGM right now, Warriors are plus 500 to win the West. They're plus 1,000 to win the title. Or Steph Curry is plus 1,400 for finals MVP. If you like the Warriors, if, if you like the matchup for the Grizzlies, if you want to play them, which one of those three do you want to play? Do you want the 5-1 to one conference? Do you want the 10-1 to one to win it all? Or do you want Steph at 14? Can I wait and bet Warriors to lose in the finals? Because I might honestly do that. Like, well, the, I mean, I then why, why not? Why not? Do, can you, do you want, you know, your thing on hedging then? Why not play Warriors 10 to 1 and then yeah. hedge the finals? I might do that. I might do that. Because I, I think that's the thing. If they're up, if they're versus the box, I want the box. If they're versus the Celtics, I want the Celtics. If they're versus the Nets, I'm going to have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, right. that's, that's kind of what I'm asking here is yeah. I, I like the Warriors. I wrote I wrote the case for the Warriors. I guess there's I, I said I was out on them. It still depends on Steph. I need to make sure Steph is out there. Obviously, we know that. But there's there's a lot of good things there. I think though that if I had to pick one of the three, I don't want to play future. I just want to play, I'm gonna play game by game. I'm gonna play home games, I'll play third quarters. I'll be playing Warriors. I don't know if I want to bet on 16 wins out of Steph and Draymond's health. But I think if I'm choosing between these three, I think I'm choosing the West because mm. I think that the Warriors yeah. are underdogs if they get to the finals against the teams you just said. The teams that I expect to make the finals in the East, I think are probably not a great matchup for this Warriors team. So if I am playing them, I think I would rather just play. I, they can beat the Grizzlies. When you say that the Grizzlies are a tough matchup for them, I agree, but let's not misconstrue it. The Warriors are the better team. The Grizzlies are a difficult matchup for the better team Warriors. If the Warriors are healthy, the Grizzlies are a tricky matchup that the Warriors should beat, but it'll be hard. That's what we're saying here. The Warriors against the Suns, we know is a matchup that the Warriors, if they're at full strength, that they can hang. We've thought that all year, that they would have a shot there. So that is very realistic to me to get out of the, the conference and get to the finals. But, uh, you know, 500 versus 1,000, they're not going to be – they're probably going to be underdogs in the final. So I think you'd rather just play the Western odds. Here's what's funny because, like, we're basically – we're trying to find, like, these juicy angles for good payout, right? Yeah. But I do wonder, like, this is what's really tricky about it. Why are we – I'm not saying that we should be, but there's part of me that's like, 
are we going to feel dumb for not just being like, man, we should have just bet the Suns the whole way. We got Honestly, that, I'm, I'm kind of there right now. Like, I'm, We got I'm the Suns get... at a plus number. They don't have injury concerns. They got home court throughout. They beaten the shit out of everybody. Like, are we overthinking this? And should we just be like, no, you're getting the Suns at a plus number. Just bet the Suns. I think we are overthinking it. And I think you, you guys both highlighted all the reasons why. And it's just the fact that we have these three teams in the East and the Nets, the, the Bucks and the Celtics who are all in the same bracket. They're going to beat up on each other. We don't really be, believe in the Sixers, but we're trying to find value in them, even though we don't believe in them. The Warriors have injury concerns. The Memphis Grizzlies, they have things in the playoffs that won't tra- – they have things that they do well that don't translate to the playoffs. The Suns are the only team that we can look and say they're almost the perfect team. So it's just at plus 250 to win the title – we could grab that, and if they make the finals, you still have the ability to hedge that. I just think no matter how great the Suns have been, I, it's hard for me to believe that the Suns are so good that we are never going to get a better opportunity or a better price than the number that's out there. It's just it's not a bettable number to me. And at some point, when it's 2-2 in a series or they lose a game one or, or somewhere along the way, like – we, by just betting along the way, I don't think I'm losing too much by waiting this out. There's the upside like of should, waiting for a better price is worth it than what I might lose by waiting a little bit. I feel like we should just bet the they'll 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 put up the alternates on the win price, so they won't just list minus they'll they won't just cap it minus two and a half. They'll put them up as the alternates. They'll just juice them, and I kind of feel like we should just take Suns minus one and a half or minus two and a half. And just like roll it over. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys this, not that this is a bet that we can make, but first two rounds over or under three and a half losses for the Suns combined. And the under is minus 140. I'll go over. I'll go over. I like the Dallas matchup. I like that for them. I think that I think the Mavericks can actually push them, not win. I think they can push them. If it's Utah, but. Yeah, I, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful that Utah ended up in that four or five matchup because, as you heard at, at the end of our last podcast, I got perilously close to possibly talking myself into a Jazz position, no. and then I did a little work and checked on Jazz versus Suns just to give myself a reminder. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. So yeah. <laughs> so okay, th- this question then. Same thing, Raheem. This for you. Ask Mathis on the last podcast. If you were going to bet a future on someone in the West that's not one of those top three, no Warriors, no Grizzlies, no Suns, if somebody else comes out of the West, who is it and is it worth sprinkling on? The Dallas Mavericks. Um, and it would have been worth sprinkling on until Luca injured his calf. Yeah. Like that would have, that, that was my future coming into tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about Luca. We'll figure it out where he's at when we do conference previews uh, later in the week. For now, we're going to wrap up this edition of Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Um, I am going to probably go bet uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and hate myself. I'm also betting the Raptors. You know why? Raheem Palmer. That's why I'm betting the Raptors. He's not getting me this year. Raheem Palmer. I'm betting the Raptors to win the Eastern Conference at like 31. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, You can check all of our work on the Action Network app download rate review subscribe tell a friend about buckets helps us out so much let us know what you think on twitter and what you're betting in the nba playoffs for brandon anderson nba futures analyst professional better raheem palmer i'm matt moore thanks for joining us playoff time baby let's get buckets